Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner Podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. The following is an interview with Zach Panning. Zach is an Indiana alum graduating from Concordia Lutheran in 2014. During his time in high school, he finished 25th as a sophomore, second as a junior, and 22nd as a senior in cross country, and fourth as a senior in the 3200. Upon graduation, he joined Grand Valley State University. At Grand Valley, he was a 15-time All-American, three-time national champion, and school record holder in the indoor 3K, indoor 5K, outdoor 5K, and outdoor 10K. Upon graduation, Zach turned pro, joining Hanson's Brooks based out of Rochester Hills, Michigan. Since turning pro, Zach has too many accomplishments to list, but most recently finished 11th overall in the second American in the Chicago Marathon with a time of 209.28. It was a ton of fun chatting with Zach. His internal drive and desire to be great are infectious. He's also a super laid back, down to earth, and genuine guy. As one of the best to come through Indiana, and now the second fastest marathoner to come from Indiana, it was an honor to have Zach on. I hope you all enjoy the interview as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Zach Panning. All right, we're rolling. Zach, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. Josh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's good to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll start like we have been starting uh, as of late with a little tear talk. Are you familiar with uh, with this? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So the, the theme for this week is going to be favorite fall activity. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So my tier three, and it's kind of captures a lot of things, but it's pumpkin patches. So when I, when I wrote this down, I think I was thinking mostly like going to the pumpkin patch and I, don't know, I just feel like I have a lot of memories growing up, going with the family, picking out that, that special pumpkin, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But I actually, I like love like carving pumpkins too and pumpkin seeds, the whole, the whole experience, you know? Yeah. You're giving me an idea. I want to, I, I want to do that now. Get a, get a pumpkin. It's, it is the season for sure. Yeah. I feel like fall like sneaks up on you. Especially in the Midwest, they like last like two weeks, it seems like. Uh, the leaves all of a sudden they're just completely changed and and then two weeks later they're on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is true. true. Um, okay. And tier two for me is bonfires. So like I think back to like high school, even college, like hanging out with friends around the bonfire, roasting s'mores, like crisp Absolutely. fall weather. Oh yeah. And then number one, it is a running podcast after all, is that that first fall day when the temperature temperature drops to like the fifties or when it just like feels like fall. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Best. Yeah. That's, that kind of plays into, into one of mine for sure. Okay. Nice. All right. The floor is, the floor is yours. Okay. So my, uh, tier three is, uh, uh, after long runs on Sundays, sitting on the couch with uh, a cup of coffee or whatever and just watching football all day Ooh, that's good. Uh, so just just kind of relaxing uh putting the legs up a little bit um it's always nice when football season starts and uh gives you gives you something to watch for sure mm-hmm. uh number two this one is the one that kind of plays plays into yours a little bit is my favorite like outfit to wear is like a nice sweatshirt and shorts oh so, same I feel like it's not an activity necessarily, but 
<laughs> yeah. um, when it's like 50 degrees and you can throw on a sweatshirt and a pair of shorts, uh, you know, we got the runner legs, so we got to show those guys. Yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got to stay warm up top. So, uh, sure. that's, that's, uh, that's number two on my list. And then, um, I feel like every cross country team, uh, that I've been a part of has played this game. Uh, but I don't know if you're familiar with the leaf catching game. <laughs> like while you're running? Just, yeah, while you're running. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. like, you can't make too much of an effort to go out of your way to catch the leaf. It just kind of has to be, uh, <laughs> it has to be natural. But uh, every team that I've ever been a part of, uh, you kind of keep track of your number throughout the whole fall. And then at the end of the year, uh, <laughs> no one wins anything, but there, there's some bragging rights for sure. So that's my number one. That's so funny. I feel like it's like a, yeah, I feel like it's like an unspoken game. Like no one, no one really talks about it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just, Oh, I count them. I count them. I count mine for sure. You got like a whiteboard in your room. Got the whole tally going. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Got the tally going on the, on the Strava. I'll just check mark. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The running log. Exactly. Nice. So the solid, solid three. I respect that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, so you, well, congrats, I guess on Chicago. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Did you, I guess, when did you know it was going to be that kind of day? Uh, honestly, um, we, uh, I guess training throughout, we set, sort of set the goal, uh, right at two ten. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'd been kind of training for that pace, trying to wrap my mind around, uh, you know, running 457 point for, uh, for 26 miles, um, really since, since July. And so really like showing up on the day, like I knew I was at least in shape to do something special. Like I knew I was prepared to do something special. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew I was prepared to do, uh, what we set out to do. It was just a matter of like taking care of business and, uh, making sure that I followed the race plan and, uh, you know, uh, followed through on everything that, that we had trained for. So, um, I think maybe like a moment in the race though, uh, is just like sort of right at, at the halfway point. Like, um, this was my second marathon that I've ever run, but, uh, the, the first one last year in Chicago, there were definitely some like rough patches that I Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, you hear about it all the time going through those ups and downs in such a long race um and really like i didn't have much of that until really the late late stages of the race um and Mm -hmm. so you know that whole second half i was able to just sort of uh work and and sort of you know push myself uh in the group that i was in and and yeah that that's when i really knew when i started pulling away i guess from uh the group of americans that i was with so yeah how do you, so you, you have like one day and it's like predetermined for you, especially when you're training for a marathon. Like, how do you handle like that pressure? Like you're looking at this day for so long and then it shows up and yeah. Like how do you, how do you handle that? Um, yeah, it's definitely like, it's a lot of thought and like, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be marathons where there's going to be days where the, the race just, uh, whether it be the weather or, uh, you know, something happens, um, you, there's just things that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in training, I just really try to focus on all those things that I can control and making sure that, 
um, you know, if I get one of those days like we had on Sunday, um, I can take advantage of it and and uh, be the very best I can. And if if it's a bad day, um, everyone else is going through the same things. Mm. Um, and really, it's about it's about finishing as as highly as you can and competing in a race uh, in those type of situations, which that's what it's always about. But mm-hmm. um, when when you get a good weather day, it's always fun to chase chase some times that maybe you couldn't uh if the weather wasn't wasn't as good so yeah if you were to to go back to like your maybe freshman year of high school self and tell him like what you just did what do you think he would say (laughs) uh i so i guess to preface that um if you were to look me up on like google if you were to search my name on google the first picture that pops up is a picture of me from eighth grade um Mm -hmm. And I was running cross country and it's, uh, it's me. Uh, and I weigh a little bit more than I do now. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's an interesting picture because it's, <laughs> uh, I just had quite a transformation from that point. Uh, so if I were to tell him, uh, I don't think he'd know who I was. <laughs> first of all, like, I don't, I don't know if he'd that's recognize true. like, so this is, that's what you turn out to be. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, secondly, I, I think about that a lot though, like, um, you know, uh, in high school, uh, I was shooting to race times that, um, you know, I'll hit in an easier workout, uh, today. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's, it's so important, uh, for any runner to, to never like put a cap on what you can do. Um, Mm -hmm. even if it feels like there's never, like, there's never going to be a time when you're going to be able to do something or you feel like there's, there's no way that I can run that fast for that long. Like maybe not right now and maybe not in the near future, but if you keep chipping away and, and keep getting a little bit better every day, that's going to add up to something huge uh, down the road. And I think that's, that's sort of what I've uh, focused on from the start is just sort of beating myself. And Mm. um, the, the longer you can do that, the obviously the better uh, you're going to be in the end. So, yeah. So how, how did you get your, your start in running? Um, I, uh, my parents coached, uh, a middle school cross country team, uh, but I was never really that into it. Um, and, uh, uh, so I, I didn't really run too much in middle school. Uh, mm-hmm. and then in high school, um, I, I, my parents really wanted me to do a fall sport and for, for good reason. Like, I think you, you can meet a lot of good kids um, just as you're going into to school and all that good stuff. And so, uh, I wasn't gonna, probably wasn't gonna play football. I was a little, little too, too small and not fast enough for that. Uh, so, uh, cross country was the, the natural route there. Um, and I, I played hockey as well. And so I sort of looked at it as a way to kind of get in shape for, for that winter season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to start out, I really did not, did not like it. Um, my parents would almost make me go to practices. Uh, but, uh, I guess what kept me coming back, um, in those times was, uh, the people for sure. Like the, I think the, the, uh, generally the, the people that you meet running, um, are, uh, some of the, the better people in the world, I would say. Um, and so, mm-hmm. um, that makes it easy to, to come back and, and keep, keep hurting. Uh, and then as, 
as I started to beat myself and get a little bit better, uh, I kind of fell in love with that feeling, kind of like I was just mm -hmm. talking about just uh, that beating yourself feeling and being better than the you that you were yesterday. Um, and that's what, that's what really, um, you know, I felt like I was kind of forced to start, uh, but that's what definitely got me coming back. And uh, that's what I really fell in love with for sure. Yeah. How long did you play hockey for? Uh, until my junior year of high school. So, okay. Um, yeah, we, obviously it's not a high school sport in Indiana, um, mm -hmm. but I was in like a draft. So I played for a, another high school team and it was a, a club sport. So, uh, okay. yeah. So did you eventually like, did you have to decide between the two or did you figure out that running was more your thing or? Yeah, actually that's a, another funny story. Um, my, uh, parents, hockey is kind of expensive with like ice time and, and mm. all that stuff. Um, and so, uh, kind of had to make a decision, um, what, what I wanted to do, um, beyond, like, as I was also getting better at running, uh, a decision had to be made, you know, what, what do I focus in on? Um, and I, I really enjoyed hockey, but, uh, I knew I had a future in running and I, I really loved running. Um, mm. and so, uh, I decided to, uh, just focus on running. And instead of playing hockey, I played church basketball, okay. uh, my, my junior, uh, my junior year in the, in the winter, um, and ended up, uh, yeah, that was the other reason I quit hockey was to not get hurt, obviously. <laughs> so I'm sure you can tell where this is going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I ended up tearing my meniscus in my left knee, uh, going into that spring. Uh, so that track season was, I, I didn't have a junior track season at all, um, Dang. which, which kind of sucked. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely had to, had to pick between, I, I think I made the right decision, but I, it just took a little while to, to, to see the, the benefits of that for sure. Yeah. How close were you to picking hockey? Uh, not really that close. Like okay. I was, I was, I was decent at hockey. I don't think I was like, I was in a world beater. Um, okay. and I, I enjoyed hitting people and honestly, I enjoyed getting hit. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, but running, I think I, I, that was my true love. So, mm. and just the people in, uh, the, the sport of running I enjoyed as well. So, um, how'd you, how'd you hurt yourself in basketball? Did you like land wrong or, uh, I had, so I, I had some issues with that knee in the past. Um, they, I, I think a doctor told me that it was like a hypermobile meniscus. So mm. sometimes I would be sitting like Indian style and I would go to like stand up and my, my knee would get like, like caught in a weird position. And so basically uh -huh. your meniscus just kind of flips over on itself a little bit and folds. And then it just uh -huh. like pops, pops back. So you just kind of have to kick it out. <laughs> and, uh, so I think I was like prone to it. So it probably would have happened eventually, no matter what I did. Uh, but someone crossed me, I planted and uh, I Is couldn't straighten my knee. Yeah, it was, it was done after that. So <laughs> I don't know what it is about basketball. Like I've, I think I've sprained my ankle at least five times playing basketball. Yeah. 
I, I love basketball. Like, I love watching basketball. I was never very good at it. Um, but uh, really, I haven't, haven't touched a basketball much since then, other than just to, just to shoot. I'm not, I'm not playing three on three or anything. Yeah. Too scared. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Uh, so when did you start to realize that you had some talent in running? Was it your junior year or? Um, I, I, I don't know if I really realized it probably until, yeah, probably my junior year. Um, uh, my like real talent. I, I always knew I was good at, you know, just laying it all out there and, and, uh, getting, uh, beating myself. Um, and then once that turned into like, uh, beating the, the athletes that were around me, um, you know, I started to realize like, okay, this, this could be a real thing. Um, and then that cross country season, my junior year, um, I was runner up at the state meet and, uh, and that was when I was like, okay, like I probably have a future, um, doing this, uh, at least at the college level. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's when it, that's when it really started to, to sort of click for me. And I started to really focus in on it other than, uh, deciding to church play church basketball so yeah yeah uh it seems like like per capita indiana is like maybe the like best state for running or one of the best uh like what what role has indiana running played in in your success i guess yeah so i'm i'm up in michigan now which uh definitely they claim a lot of uh pretty pretty solid uh runners as well but um, I think the one thing that uh, Indiana has um, over a lot of other states, actually, I think just about every other state is the fact that there aren't any divisions. Um, mm. So that state meet is the state meet. So uh, for both cross country and track where uh, here, they, you know, in other states, they even call it states because it's, it's multiple meets and uh, mm. there's several different divisions. Um, so you might be a state, a state champion, but, uh, in Indiana, you're the state champion. And I think that's really special. Um, cause it, it prepares you, uh, as someone who went to a smaller school, um, it sort of prepares you to go up against those, uh, those bigger, bigger schools, bigger teams, uh, that more than likely, uh, should be better than, than you, but, um, you sort of get to have that Hoosiers mentality uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, you know, feel like putting on the Hickory jersey. So <laughs> there you go. I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, what was your training like in high school? Uh, I definitely had um, a really wise, uh, a, a, just a really good coach in high school. Um, I, uh, I never ran much more than, than probably 60 miles a week. Um, and, uh, I think he, he did a really good job of preparing me for the next level. I think that was always his focus. Um, you know, he wasn't as worried about like getting everything out of you, uh, at the high school level, uh, because obviously there's, there's more to life in high school and even in college, uh, and beyond college than running uh specifically and so mm-hmm. i really appreciated that about him um and uh yeah i mean we the the one thing um that i maybe wish that i would have although 
I don't know that I regret it too much, but um, is we, we raced a lot in high school and uh, I think the postseason as well, like, um, you know, finishing uh, with so many meets at the end of the season with conference and then uh, what do you have like four other meets after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I think I, I was someone who always wanted to just like grind and, and run like PR. I wanted to PR every race. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily just want to win, win a race. Um, and so I think racing every weekend, uh, it was good for me in the long run. Um, but sometimes I wish I would have maybe just held the horses and, and, uh, race for like a win as opposed to, you know, uh, crawling across the, the line. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a nice segue. Uh, could you, <laughs> uh, I guess recount your senior year cross country at state yeah so yeah yeah so uh i was sort of in a lead group um you know i i was the runner up the year before and uh i the the guy who won um was uh was a senior the year before so he was he wasn't there anymore uh and so like that that to me meant like okay like it's this is this is mine like i i i gotta go get it um and so kind of that whole year, I sort of had that, um, that pressure that I put on myself um, just to, uh, to, to go win one. And, uh, you know, uh, and like I was just talking about, I, I wasn't really someone who just wanted to, to win a race. I wanted to beat myself. Um, and that was the most important thing to me. Uh, so I, I think I went to the well quite a bit that season. And, uh, I took the lead Laverne Gibson is, is a cool course, uh, just cause it's super spectator friendly. And obviously it's a state meet, the state meet. So, uh, mm-hmm. everyone's there and watching and screaming. Um, and with a, about a mile to go, I sort of took the lead and, um, the, uh, then you, you sort of, I, that's right before you come into the, the big long straightaway, that's like. 300 or probably 800 meters and uh then i i just didn't have much left by the time uh by the time you're actually supposed to kick and so mm-hmm. started stumbling uh ended up falling a couple times um and uh uh finished like 25th i think uh and so yeah that was a tough day for me for sure um but i'm still really proud of of what i did in high school uh, because that was what it was about to me is just, just beating myself all the time. And, um, while that, like I said, I did put a lot of pressure on, on that race. Um, I, I felt like the culmination of my entire season was, was something to, to be proud of beyond just the state meet itself. So, yeah. Did, did you know like what was happening? Like when we started to stumble or, um, I, I mean, I sort of felt it coming on and then all of a sudden, um, my mind was telling my legs to do something and they weren't doing it. Um, and so that was, that was really weird. And then it was just like, okay. Um, you know, I, I started to stumble and I fell and then it was like, just get across the line, like get over the line. And, and, uh, so I, 
I was coherent. Like I knew what was going on, but I just pushed myself um, beyond beyond a point that uh, that I could return from. So it was it was a uh, yeah. It was definitely a rough day, but um, but yeah, it was it was good. So yeah. I was, I was there actually. Um, cause I was like, we were talking about before we started, like the, we're thinking we're the same age and same grade. Um, do you remember Calvin yeah. Kraft? Does that name sound familiar at all? Uh, it's, it's ringing a bell, but, um, okay. He, he's, he ran for Fishers as well. Um, okay. yeah, he was, he was our best guy. He's probably like a top five ish guy in the state. They're pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, but literally like the exact same thing happened to him on that day. Like, really? I don't know what place he, he was in or like supposed to get, but yeah, he like, he stumbled all the way to the line. It was, that was a, yeah. Yeah, a pretty surreal day. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And yeah, yeah, that was, it was tough. Uh, but I, I think that that's not necessarily the course that you're going to PR on. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, uh, I was, I was prepared, but like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, I wanted to my goals, you know, obviously you want to win the state meet, but, uh, I also wanted a PR. It's cool to have your PR on, uh, on that course. That, mm-hmm. that means you're a grinder. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so what was the process of, I guess, eventually, uh, picking Grand Valley state or when you start considering like running in college and yeah, what was that process like? Yeah. Yeah. I had kind of had a unique story there as well. Um, so going into my senior year, uh, I had taken several visits, um, not actually to too many in-state schools. Uh, I think I kind of wanted to get a little bit away from home. Um, and so uh, I was uh, actually committed to Temple University in Philadelphia hmm. uh, with, with actually a couple other Indiana guys. Um, uh, like, El- I don't know if you're familiar with Ellis Kuhn. Remember that name? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, he went to, to Warsaw. And then uh, Anthony Didion uh, also okay, took yeah. a visit there. He went to Laporte. Um, and so uh, we were all kind of either committed or about to commit to, to Temple. Um, and they ended up cutting their track program uh, kind of right at the end of the cross-country season that year. And so um, the, the Temple coach, who's still there now, James Snyder, um, called kind of all of us and said, like, I don't, I like, I don't want you to come here anymore because I can't give you what, um, like I can't do for you, uh, as far as the track goes, what I want to do for you. And so, um, I sort of opened up that, that recruiting process again, a little bit, but, um, I really knew where I wanted to go. Uh, and I, I, I think that, uh, sort of that, that happening was, was sort of a, a sign to go to Grand Valley because really I loved I loved Grand Valley a lot um, visiting there the campus is beautiful uh, miles of dirt roads uh, surrounding the campus uh, trails uh, 300 meter indoor track just um, all the facilities that you could possibly want to be the best runner that you could be um, and uh, a great uh, city in Grand Rapids uh, and a great school uh, that's uh, a well-renowned school as well. So, um, uh, so that was kind of a no-brainer for me after after all that happened. Um, just kind of needed needed the 
there's sort of that D1 label that um, is can be tough for people to uh, get over. Mm. Um, and I was kind of helped with that because they uh, because Temple ended up cutting their track program. But um, I, I truly believe that you can be successful anywhere you go. You just got to find um, the spot that uh, is going to be able to cater to your needs um, to to create that success as best as you can. So, yeah. So, so you were deciding between Temple and Grand Valley the whole time. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, that? those were those were my two. I visited a couple other schools. Um, I visited Belmont University in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, and I had talked to uh, IU and Purdue just a little bit, but not uh, nothing too serious. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Once once all that happened, like I talked a little bit. And I like said, yeah, maybe I'll come on a visit to some, some other places, uh, mm-hmm. after the whole temple thing. But ultimately, uh, I kind of knew after, after that happened that I wanted to go to Grand Valley. So, yeah. And I don't regret it at all. I, I'm, I was super, super happy with, uh, Jerry Baltus, uh, another Indiana guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, love, love the school still go back there when I can and, uh, and do, do whatever I can to help out. So. Yeah. So what was the transition like to Grand Valley? Was it success right away or. Was uh, it? it was, it was, a so there, the, the plan there is kind of taking a, a red shirt freshman year. Um, so you kind of, you're kind of on a five-year plan to begin with. Um, and so I kind of got to use that first year to really figure out uh, college and balancing college and running and uh school and uh all that good stuff and so uh, my first year was not not the best like not what I wanted time-wise but I think that's just getting used to uh used to more mileage and uh more pressures around uh running when it comes to school and figuring out what you want to do uh beyond school and all that stuff so um I think that's that was a really beneficial thing that that I I did was taking that that redshirt freshman year um, because I know I was a lot better uh, my fifth year than I would have been that freshman year. So mm. um, I, I was glad that that I did that and was able to sort of feel everything out, um, figure out a routine, uh, learn that lifestyle a little bit, and um, and that's that's what I think really really things started to click once I. Um, sort of figured out that um, in order to be good at this, you sort of have to live a certain way. Mm. Um, and it's not the way that a lot of college kids live. And it's not the way that even a lot of college runners live. Mm. Um, and so you have to make a lot of sacrifices and, um, you know, uh, just you know, going, it's all the, the obvious stuff, going to bed early, eating right, and um, taking, taking care of business in the classroom and all that good stuff. But um, it's, it's, it's more overlooked, I think, than, than it should be, unfortunately. So uh, once I sort of learned, learned that, I sort of, you know, really started to live that lifestyle. And um, my sophomore year and beyond, things started clicking a little bit more. And uh, kind of each year started continuously 
again, similar to high school, just chipping away uh, at myself and making myself better. So, um, and I think that's another thing that just focusing on, on you, uh, again, what you can control and being the best that you that you can be um, mm -hmm. is, and not focusing on those around you and what they're doing um, is the, the way to, to be successful in our sport, I think. Yeah. What, uh, what motivated you to make those extra sacrifices that you had to make to be successful? Uh, I, I wanted to be great. I, mm. uh, I really wanted to be good at this and, um, it was, it was, uh, it took up a lot of my focus. Um, and I watched what, um, the people that I respected, uh, in the sport were doing day in and day out on my team. Um, and I sort of emulated, I took bits and pieces from, uh, uh, a lot of people that I came in contact with in college and, uh, and just people that I met as well. Um, whether it be assistant coaches or, uh, volunteer assistants, uh, just every, everyone that I could, I just kind of soaked it up like a sponge and, uh, tried to emulate that. And so, um, if, yeah, that, that's sort of why I did it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So this is from like a, I guess, outside perspective, um, someone who didn't run in college, but it seems like when a lot of runners go to, to run in college, they like find out pretty quickly whether they like actually enjoy running. Is that like true? Do you think? I think it is for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, you know, there's, uh, there is a lot of turnover, I think in, in, uh, college running for sure. Like, uh, you notice a lot of times at most schools, like the class that comes in, uh, is a lot smaller by year four than it is mm. uh coming in and people just uh either you know realize that um it's it's just not not exactly what they want to do or not really the lifestyle that they want to live um or uh there, there's just other focuses um that that sort of take over and so they i think there but there's definitely like more of that turnover early on than 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 later on like i i think people come in and realize pretty quickly that okay either this is a lot different from what i experienced in high school um and that's difficult to deal with uh mm. or uh you know this is just not not for me and I would, i'd rather focus on other things so yeah uh do you have any like like were there any questions that you maybe ask yourself or you would recommend someone who's considering going and running for college like in college or is currently in college to kind of sort that out? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think it's important to, uh, I, I think the one thing that I've, uh, always really tried to do is, um, there's a lot of, uh, ways to training wise to be a good runner. Um, so there's a lot of different philosophies, coaching wise, training wise, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the, I think the path that leads to the most success is just trusting in what you're doing. Um, I think obviously, uh, obviously there's, there's bad apples um, that are coaching, but uh, your coach is in uh, a position 
because they're good at what they do. And um, if you believe in what you're doing and, and trust in it, then uh, it may not be day one, it may not be year one, uh, it may take till year four or five, uh, but that success I think will come if you just continue to chip away and believe in what you're doing and believe in yourself. So, and you gotta be willing to do that and go through maybe a rough patch as you um, learn a new system and, and figure, figure things out uh, training wise mm. that are, are a little different from maybe what you were used to in high school or college. So mm. that's good. I like that. Uh, so like you were pretty good, like right out of the gate, those first two years of, of running for Grand Valley, but like the second half of your time there, it seemed like you really like started to step things up and uh, like making noise on, on the national level. Like what was it just consistency that led to that success or were there any like transitions you made like later in your career there? Um, there, there weren't really too many transitions. Like I, I didn't change things up too much other than just like perfecting that lifestyle that I was talking about mm-hmm. and, uh, and just really figuring out everything outside of running itself. Um, you know, the way that I wanted to live to prepare my, like, I guess everything, everything that I would do, um, during the season would be with intent. Um, like, is this going to make me before I did anything, it would be like, is this going to make me a better runner, uh, or a worse runner or stay the same? And so, Mm -hmm. um, I, I always tried to, to, uh, live that, my life with that kind of purpose, uh, which, um, isn't, isn't for everyone and that's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was also able to enjoy myself, you know, after seasons and, um, you know, do things, uh, beyond running when that wasn't the, the full focus, but, uh, during the season, you know, I really tried to focus on, um, getting the most out of every single day. Um, and then I think when you start to see that success, um, it starts to come a little easier too. Uh, I think it took me a while to break 14, for instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, but once I did, once I did, it became super easy. Um, not super easy, but it just like, it was second nature, uh, to be able to, uh, go out and, and run under 14 minutes for 5k. Um, and then, I was able to make another, another leap because there's, we sort of create those barriers. Like I, I ran 14 O's probably too many times. <laughs> and then when I finally broke through, like, it was like, wow, there's a 20 second PR or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just getting over those mental barriers as well is, is super important. Yeah. So you're obviously like super self-driven, which is, like super difficult to coach or like instill in, in someone. So I, I guess a two-part question, like where does that, that drive come from? Like, have you always been this like self-motivated and driven? And for someone who's listening, who like maybe wants to like want more, or like wants to be more self, self-driven, do you have any like words of wisdom, I guess? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I guess like, again, like asking yourself those questions about everything that you're doing. Like if you, if you sit down 
everyone's focus is going to be different. So I guess like, um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I was as self-driven in the classroom as I was on the track, unfortunately, like, um, that, uh, maybe that's a, a regret of mine, but like, um, you know, I think it, it helped me be the best runner that I can be, but, um, everyone's focus is a little bit different. So I think the most important thing is finding what drives you. Um, cause when you can find what that is, uh, and if that's not running, that's okay. But if it's, uh, whatever that is, um, once you do find it, um, mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier to, uh, for me, wake up and, and get a run in or, uh, you know, get a double in when it's raining and just nasty out and, and that sort of thing. I think if you really want to be great at something, um, you, I, you, you sort of have that, that drive. So I, I guess, I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, no, it does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think a lot of it is like finding that thing for you. I, th I think I've, I've come to believe that. I think yeah. everyone does have, whether like, I don't know how specific it is, but some, everyone has at least something that they can go after. Maybe not be the best in the world at, but they, like they were built for that thing, like you're saying. Yeah, everyone has a talent or uh, at least a, just something that drives them. And everyone finds it at different times in their life. And I think, um, you become self-driven when you do find it and you go after that, whether that's like owning a business or, um, you know, getting, uh, your doctorate or, or becoming a doctor, whatever that is for someone. Um, once you, once you find it, then you start asking yourself those questions. Like, am I doing everything that I can possibly do right now, uh, to make sure that this happens for me? And, um, if you're continuously asking those questions and getting mm -hmm. the most out of every day, then you're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's something I've been learning. Like I'm obviously still pretty young and just recently graduated from college, but I feel like a big thing for me has just been like, keep moving forward. Like I, I've worked on a couple of jobs since graduating, um, graduating college. And I feel like a big thing early on was like finding this, like dream job, this dream passion, whatever. Um, I think a big thing has just been like trying things uh, and not being afraid to try things and being okay failing at things and not being good at things and getting better at things. I think life in a lot of ways is just, I don't know, just keep moving forward. You'll, you'll find that thing if you keep moving and keep searching for it. Um, cool. So what, uh, yeah, what I agree hundred <laughs> percent. All right. The panning seal of approval. Uh, at what point? Hell yeah. <laughs> at what point did, uh, the professional running like come into the picture? Did you know that was, was that your goal all along or? Um, I, it definitely like was a goal. Um, like, I, I didn't know if I would reach that. Um, it was sort of that long-term goal that I had. Uh, and I, I didn't know if I would get there. But, um, but yeah, it was definitely, like, something that I wanted to do, I guess. Uh, I, I, I always wanted to be 
a professional athlete, maybe not always uh, from a young age, a professional runner. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to play sports. I, I was uh, competitive with myself and with uh, my brother and uh, my family. And, and so I think that was always a big, big part of me. And so um, it was always something that I wanted to do, but uh, it really became kind of real, uh, probably that junior year of, of college um, uh, after sort of breaking 14 and, and uh, running like, I, I think I read 1337 uh, in uh, California and had a, a great 10K as well. Um, I knew that my my strong suit probably wasn't going to be the track moving forward as much. Uh, it would probably, it would probably be on the roads in the marathon, uh, mm -hmm. in the long run. Uh, and so, uh, I sort of, that was, that was where I started looking, um, beyond college. Uh, and I thought I had a real future there for sure. So, yeah. So what is that process like? Are, are teams and, and companies reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to them? And what was that process um, like? I think it really depends who you are. Uh, for me, they weren't reaching out to me. Um, that was something that uh, I, I think um, I I think it's really important to a lot of groups that you just like in college that you show an initiative and you show that you want to uh, continue doing this. Um, and so, with that in mind, I uh, made a running resume. Um, and sort of printed, uh, made uh, a cover letter, like basically emailed coaches with my running resume uh, and said the things I kind of liked about, did a lot of research on different teams and uh, mentioned the things I liked about their team and why I thought maybe I would be a good fit for the team um, that I was reaching out to. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of treated it like, like applying for jobs as I was graduating from college. Um, and so that's sort of what uh, my next step was. And um, then I began to see like some, uh, some of those companies or some of those groups really reach out back to me. So uh, yeah. Okay. So it was, uh, so you ended up going with Hanson's Brooks. Is, was that your number one choice? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, okay. great history in the marathon. Uh, one of the best, uh, histories of the marathon in the country. Um, and another thing that I love about the group is that they put such an emphasis on, uh, the team, um, which was really important for me in college. Um, <clears throat> uh, when I was looking at schools and I, I didn't want to lose that aspect of running. Um, because like I mentioned at the top is something that keeps me coming back is, uh, showing up to a run and having five or six or 10 other guys there with me. Um, mm. I think that makes, makes doing that a lot easier. So, um, that was, that was a huge thing for me. Um, and then obviously it's in the Midwest. I, I kind of wanted to stay in the Midwest. I mm -hmm. was a little nervous about altitude. Um, I didn't know how I'd react. I knew I'd had success at sea level. And so I didn't want to change things up too much um, from, 
from that. So, yeah. What, uh, what was the transition like to professional running? And did you, were your eyes set on the marathon from day one? Yeah. Yeah. I knew that's where I would want to be long-term. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it was kind of a slow, slower process to get there. And I, I obviously still have goals on the track. Um, kind of like in college, I still haven't broken 28. So that's still a goal of mine. Um, and I'd, I'd really like to be able to do that. Um, and, and other, other goals on the track as well. But, um, yeah, I knew in the long run, I wanted to, to focus on the marathon. I knew that I, at least I thought that that would be, um, probably one of my strongest events, uh, just because of the runner that I think I am. Um, mm -hmm. and so, uh, the, the, the first couple of years though, to answer your question, uh, weren't, weren't the best for me. Um, I, I think that's, um, that's fairly common. I would say, uh, sort of when, when you change things up a little bit, uh, from what you're doing, um, mm -hmm. and you experience something new, just like in college. Um, I sort of had that red shirt year. Um, and I figured things out a little bit during that time. Um, I, I knew that going into, um, my pro career, I wanted to really give it, um, my best shot. And like, I knew that that, that was definitely beyond one year. And so, um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to lean into the training a little bit more and, um, really focus on, on those long-term goals and not worry as much about, um, the results that I'm, I'm putting up in the, in the here and now, uh, because mm -hmm. they right away, they weren't things that I was super proud of. Um, mm -hmm. and I knew I was capable of a lot more. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, you keep, you keep moving forward, like you were saying, and, and, uh, eventually, you know, things started to click and, um, and I felt like, uh, the training, I was sort of adapting to the things that we were doing and, um, my body was figuring it all out. And, uh, yeah. It's, and since then, I think, um, I've, I've had a lot more success the last couple of years than I did the first, the first year for sure. So, um, and that just goes to, to show like, if you keep moving forward and keep grinding toward the goals that you have, um, things are good. Things are going to happen. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have any imposter syndrome or did you have any like second thoughts about, is this really for me? And how did you, how'd you push through? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think like, um, you know, I, you, it's not like, first and foremost, like you don't go into professional running because you want to make millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's something it's something that you do because you love it um and so uh it, that was uh you know the Hansons do a fabulous job of making sure that we're taken care of um and like I never have I never had uh money problems but like um you know when when you're not running super great uh you don't see uh you don't see maybe the value as much in, in running. Um, mm. and, and so I think that's, that's something that drives people away, uh, often, uh, when they first get into the 
professional running scene for sure. Um, and then like, you know, it's hard to explain what a professional runner is um, mm. as well. And so, um, you know, it's an interesting, it's a very different, uh, different field of work. And so I, I would have a lot of people asking about that. And, and because it's a little harder to explain uh, than like me being an NBA player or uh, an NFL player, like um, that I think was difficult for me as well, just to, uh, to figure out a way to explain it um, uh, and, and really be uh, super proud of it. So, and I, I am, I am, I think I've come out of that for sure uh, as, as I've had more success and I, um, I obviously had doubts, but I, uh, uh, early on, but as, as I continued to put my head down and grind, uh, and get better, um, I started to feel more and more sort of vindicated and, uh, just glad that I made the decision to continue running, uh, beyond college for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like you belong now? I do. I do. I think, mm -hmm. um, that was a slow process for sure, but um, really like uh, this weekend for sure was a, kind of a major breakthrough, I think. Just like, mm. um, you know, I I had run pretty solid on the track and I'd had some solid like off-road races, like, um, you know, random distances, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I hadn't run like a, uh, this is, I, I ran a world standard this weekend and that was, that was something that like, I has been a goal of mine for a long time. And so to be able to do that, um, I think really makes me feel like I belong and my goals aren't out of reach. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not crazy, uh, for what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, was this like your, I guess, greatest accomplishment? past weekend or is there a race or time you're more proud of um i it was definitely up there um but uh truthfully i think my uh the thing i'm most proud of in my running career is um uh winning a uh team title at grand valley um mm. it was the school's first first team title in in history it's it was something that I went to school there to do. Like that was one of my goals. And um, we finished second uh, for uh, three of the first four years that I was there. Um, and the other, the other time we finished fourth. And then, so to knock on that door so many times and then finally break through uh, my senior year with uh, um, maybe, uh, a group that uh, you could argue shouldn't have done what we did. Um, I was just super proud of uh, our guys and um, the work that they were willing to put in for sure. So that that's probably the thing I'm most proud of in my running career uh, is, is that. So that's cool. I love that you're such a, a team guy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Backtracking a little bit. Do you have any, like stories of telling maybe like a friend from high school or a family member that you're a professional runner and them just having like no idea <laughs> what that means. Um, 
not like any none none that like stand out but i okay. i just i feel like i would just get like interesting looks like okay so what is that what does that mean exactly like, <laughs> um and so yeah it's it's definitely like a tough one to explain to people um because it's so different and and even within within the sport it looks it looks so much different from one athlete to the to the next um mm -hmm. you know there's so many people that have full-time jobs that are also professional runners i would say mm -hmm. um and there are guys that are getting paid uh a lot of money to to do uh to to do so there's there's a huge spectrum of professional runners i think um whereas like if you're a professional if you play in the nba uh that's sort of the pinnacle of a professional basketball player mm -hmm. um and you can explain that a little easier uh yeah <laughs> whereas whereas this it's like so like yeah it's just like it's different for sure yeah so this is a super random question but it came to my mind when i was prepping for this so you're you're now the eighth american in the marathon on world world athletics um if you could be the eighth best at another sport what sport would you want to be eighth best in and like have you ever thought about that that's that's just crazy to think about like your eighth it best is, american marathoner yeah it, it is kind of crazy um i mean it hasn't honestly like it hasn't fully set in yet like i'm I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely surreal, but if, if I were to pick another sport, I would, I would probably say basketball. Like it's the oh, yeah. sport that I sort of watch the most, um, and kind of know the most. Uh, and yeah, uh, I think that would be, that'd be really cool. I'd have a lot of growing to do for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> are you a, are you a Pacers but, fan? Yeah. That, uh yeah i am i think i think they'll be pretty fun to watch this year hopefully, yeah hopefully they lose a lot though i think i know that's, i hope they're like fun to watch but we're just <laughs> terrible you know yeah that'd be the best of both yeah. worlds yeah um, who's your favorite player on the team right now ooh, or just who you're most excited about i think matherin i think he's i don't know he's got, got that swagger yeah. who knows if he'll actually turn yeah. out but i don't know it's fun yeah, I agree. I think he's super, super exciting. He's super exciting to watch. the The uh, preseason has been cool for him. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, do you still do you play at all? You say you just shoot around a little bit. Every once in a while, like yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah. I I'll I have a basketball in my car that like if I'm at a park and I see a hoop, sometimes I'll just put some shots up, but I'm never. I'm never playing a game or anything because I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Uh, what goals do you have or you still have? Like, what do you still want to accomplish? I know you mentioned breaking 28. Yeah, that's that's definitely up there. Um, I I want to represent uh, the United States um, uh, on a world team, or and I guess the ultimate goal. I mean, the pinnacle of our sport is the Olympics, um, and that that makes it a lot easier to explain to uh yeah <laughs> uh saying you're an olympian i guess is a lot easier to explain to uh family members and people who don't understand exactly uh what we're doing but um yeah that's that's sort of my my ultimate goal is is to mm -hmm. to be an olympian um 
and uh yeah it's it's a scary goal and it's scary to say but um mm -hmm. it excites me and um and that's that's why i wake up and do what i do every day so yeah does it does it feel surreal that that's like uh i don't know that's not crazy to say like you're in the mix for sure yeah it i mean it, it does it, it's definitely surreal and it's um it's exciting that like um that goal uh seemed like like it was impossible uh even just a a, a few years ago um a few weeks ago um yeah and it just continues to to get closer you know i'm it's at the top of the mountain and i'm i'm slowly climbing and so uh you know maybe i'll get there maybe maybe i'll die before before that happens <laughs> stuff, but i'm gonna keep climbing so there we go um did you have any like uh i don't know i guess people you looked up to in the sport that you've been able to meet now that you're a pro um the the hansons were definitely up there like uh there's definitely a lot of history here um sort of the uh, you know, the, uh, the history of the marathon can't really be told without, uh, especially American marathoning without them and, uh, and, uh, sort of creating sort of that group, uh, model for training, um, which I think is really unique. And then, uh, former, uh, Hanson's athlete, Brian Sell, who was an Olympian, um, had the chance to meet him a couple times and, uh, actually, uh, he texted me after, after the race on Sunday and that was really cool just cause he's, uh, sort of just, he, uh, sort of lives that life, lived that lifestyle as well. And just sort of mm -hmm. grinded, uh, every day. Um, and so, um, someone who works hard all the time. And so to, to meet him and to, uh, uh, sort of be a part of, uh, a part of a program that he was a part of is pretty cool as well. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, what's next on the calendar? Do you have anything lined up? Um, we're, so we're actually doing a little cross country season. So, oh, cool. um, that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, just, uh, I think just two races, but, uh, USA TF club cross and then, uh, sound running is putting on their cross champions championships again this year. So, um, that's in Austin in, uh, at the beginning or no, the middle of December. And then club crosses is, is like a week after that. So that's kind of fun that, uh, we get to have sort of that really lean into that team side of things. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, we always try to be a part of those events, uh, when they pop up. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. And then beyond that, I mean, <clears throat> the the uh we, we kind of figure out when the whenever we figure out when the trials and where the trials are going to be uh we'll just continue to work back from there and uh figure out uh probably want to do at least another marathon um before before the trials in 2024 mm -hmm. uh and so <clears throat> sort of working back from there and figuring out what what that looks like uh, over the next couple months, but, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to, 
to the future for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. The future is bright. Yeah. Um, is there a, before we go to the athlete's corner, is there anything from high school, college, pro, any, any stories, any, anything else you wanted to mention before we go to that? Uh, not, not really. No, I think, I think we got it all. Cool. Yeah. We covered a lot. <laughs> um, sweet. So I'm going to, uh, ask you a couple of questions, some advice from you for a little athlete's corner, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. All right. So what would your advice be for a high school runner trying to make the most of his time in high school? Um, just, uh, enjoying it, enjoying it at that. I think at that stage, uh, just definitely, um, you know, the, the people that you're going to meet, uh, in, cross country in high school or people you're probably going to, uh, you're probably going to want to be in contact with, uh, in the future. Cause they're, they're pretty smart, uh, and they're just great people. Uh, and so, uh, you know, make as much of those friends as you can, uh, but also lean into the training and, and just focus on being the best you that you can be. Um, <clears throat> especially when you're just starting out, uh, um, everyone's at a different level at that level. Um, and so just really focusing on, um, what you can do to be the best you that you can be is Mm. really important then. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my advice. Love it. Um, what about a high school senior who's looking to run in college, um, like how to handle the recruiting process. And then maybe if they're looking at non D one schools too, what would you say? Yeah, I, I think, uh, Again, it's really important to just find what, uh, you know, the, the place that you're going to be able to become the best uh, runner. Um, or obviously, if that's not the, the whole focus, you know, figure out what you want your focus to be and then sort of base that uh, search on that. Um, and then uh, what was the first part of that question? I'm sorry uh <laughs> i don't know that's like four questions in there um but maybe like a non should or no you already answered that question so i guess i tips for the recruiting process right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> yeah sorry about that no you're uh, good <laughs> i would say um just um it's really important that uh i think coaches really like it when you the athlete is reaching out to them the coach um i think uh for me i think coming out of high school i kind of expected like okay like whenever the the open period for coaches to start calling you i was like okay when's my phone going to start ringing here yeah uh, and i think it's important that um you do a little of that that research yourself and kind of figure out maybe a list of schools that you'd like to go to uh, and reach out to them. I think that goes a really long way with a lot of coaches, um, knowing that you have interest in what they're doing and you, um, you like what they're doing and, uh, believe in what they're doing. So, um, making sure that you're the point contact as well, as opposed to like a mom or a dad, I think is pretty, that can be pretty important too. Obviously you want your parents to be involved. Um, but, uh, I think it goes a lot long. Uh, it goes a little further when um, 
you're the one writing that email and not not mom or dad so okay cool i like that uh what would your advice be to maybe a young college runner transitioning to college or uh someone who's running in college now and maybe considering quitting or it's just been a, a rough transition yeah yeah like we like we mentioned just keep moving forward um uh there's i think like that it's not always going to be success right away um that's something that that uh with belief and trust can come um but it it may be three or four years down the road so uh if it's something that if it's an activity that you still really love to do um and if it brings you joy like uh keep keep doing it um and uh uh just keep keep moving forward and keep keep chipping away for sure uh what about a college runner who's considering going pro or has the opportunity to go pro how do they you kind of touched on this a little bit but how do you how do you attract sponsors how do you make the most of that that process yeah uh everyone everyone's going to come in at sort of a different level there um but uh some people it's important to find an agent um if if a uh um individual contract is a possibility for you um and then uh outside of that i think no matter what it's important that you really research um the the groups there's camps that you can go to as well uh that usatf puts on um and and other uh there's other camps as well i think there's just like uh, a run pro camp um that if if that's a possibility for you um definitely i i never took advantage of that um but uh i think it's it's really important because you learn a lot about um how to get into different races and um the road racing and that is and how uh how the prize money works and how uh how taxes work on uh race mm. winnings and all that stuff um so going to those types of things as well and just being as educated as you can uh in that department can be beneficial too so if you have the opportunity to do something like that um take advantage of that too yeah that sounds really helpful um and last question is what would your advice be to a young pro making that transition to pro running how does it how do you make it as smooth as possible i guess um uh make sure that you are going somewhere that uh you're you're going to be uh just happy um uh you again just just like going getting into college like there's probably chances are you may not have success right away um but as as you keep putting keeping your your uh foot on the gas and uh keep believing and trusting in what you're doing um uh you're gonna start you're gonna start turning a corner and and i i truly believe that there's so many different ways uh to be good um when it comes to training but uh believing in what you're doing is is the most important part of of any of any uh method of getting mm. there so Definitely. Okay. I got two more questions for you, um, to wrap up. What would you be doing if you weren't running? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, 
um is this like a what what's my dream that i would be doing or like let's do both like what it like if you had broken your leg your senior year of of college what would you be uh, doing now and then if you could do anything i guess what would you what would you do uh, I always thought it would be interesting to like work in a, a front office of like an NBA team. So that'd probably be my like dream. Um, just like, uh, I, I think that is really interesting how salary caps and uh, free agency and all that stuff works. Um, but, uh, and maybe that's not unrealistic, but uh, the other, the other one would probably be coaching. Like mm. um, I, I enjoy uh, helping people get get to where they want to get to. Um, and I think uh, I also really loved my college and high school coaches, and uh, being that for someone else would be really cool. Yeah. Love what uh, so, what level would you want to coach at? I think my favorite would probably be college, um, okay. but I would also like. I think it would be really cool to just you know be a high school teacher and and. Uh, and coach high school as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would, that would be pretty awesome. And, and then, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, last question. If you had unlimited money to improve professional running, like how would you spend it? Or how would you change professional running to make it maybe more mainstream or more engaging or yeah. How would you, how would you do it? Yeah. That's a good question too. Um, I, I think I would, uh, first and foremost, I would put, uh, like cross country in the Olympics and have like, Mm. um, countries, uh, going at, we have world cross, but I think that would be a great way to draw attention to the sport of cross country. Mm. Uh, um, but I, in addition to that, I think, uh, a whole like pro cross country circuit uh, with different teams would be really, really cool where, um, it's different places and, uh, and they, all the teams show up, uh, that would be the Mm -hmm. hardest part probably. But if you have, if you have infinite money, I think that that's the easiest way to get people to to come probably. But, uh, just because everyone's (laughs) focusing on, on different things that makes it really hard, but I think it would be so cool to, uh, you know, have, you know, 30 pro groups all vying for a, a national title or, uh, you know, yeah. a world title. If It doesn't have to be just Americans. So I think that would be cool too. And yeah. have it be like more of a, more of a circuit, like sort of like the F1 uh, type stuff. Um, That'd be cool. But, but like cross country. Do you so, think it would work to have it like similar to the NBA or NFL where it, like each like major cities have a, a team Did, that would know. that would be pretty cool um but i think that would be it would be difficult because so many people like people train in flagstaff people train in boulder and yeah. people train in oregon and so or california uh so i just feel like there are certain places that people wouldn't want to go um and like a draft would make that really difficult like if you're yeah someone who's training at altitude for your whole life and then you get drafted to a sea level team or something mm, but but yeah i i don't know how it would work but uh we'll figure it out yeah yeah i have ungodly amounts of money 
Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll do it. You and yeah. Me. Yeah. There we go. Commissioners, co-commissioners. <laughs> That'd be that would be so cool though. Um. Sweet. Is there anything anything else you wanna wanna say before we close out? Keep moving forward. Uh, I there love that. Go. Sweet. Uh. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Best of luck going forward. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, everybody, until next time.